Welcome into Baltimore Sports Today for Friday, July 21st, 2017. This is episode 412. I'm Zach Wilt from BaltimoreSportsReport.com. Joined as always by my good pal, Jabby Burns. How are you today, Jab? I'm okay, Zach. Uh, you sound, I mean, I'm telling you, you usually have the energy of all energies when it comes to our show. You could tell that you've been through a couple weeks of moving and all the other things that are going on there in the, in the Wilt uh, estate. So I appreciate you you coming on and, and joining me today on, on a Friday, our favorite shows of the day, usually the Friday show where you go to your boss and tell him to kick rocks. And Don't do that today, though, I'll tell people. Do uh, it's really yeah. hot here. I know it's always hot in Florida, but it, it is one of those where, you know, in, in Baltimore when it gets hot and everybody tells people the elderly to, you know, check on the elderly or, um, you know, just kind of. Be nice to others because everybody's going to be, be salty because it's hot. Add about 10 degrees to that, Zach, and that's where we're at here in the <laughs> And you'll be out at Camden Yards, one of the most humid yes. places on earth. Uh, oh, yeah. But enjoying possibly the, the best seats of your life tonight against against your <laughs> Houston Astros, Jack. <laughs> my Astros, my Hobaldo. I mean, can I make it more about me, Zach? It is going to be a fabulous night. If you're, if you're going to watch the game tonight from a nice cooling center, or inside your home uh, with air conditioning. Look just outside the Orioles' dugout. You'll see a big, um, just a big face and a 3 gentleman sitting just right next to the camera well. So shout-out to Brian Samet for the tickets. Looking forward to it. And um, like I told you before, Zach, I'm more worried about a screening line drive from, from George Springer than anything else for tonight. <laughs> Look alive out there, Jim. Look, maybe, <laughs> well, maybe bring your glove. Yeah. <laughs> That's not hacky. I know you're that guy. <laughs> I am that guy. I do carry my glove, which is a first baseman's mitt, so I can fit a bunch of balls in to pitch to kids. Uh, so it is cartoon size, so it, it could save a life if that's what need be. But uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll hopefully, it'll be a good time, and hopefully the Orioles can keep the keep the train rolling in the right direction. Yeah, so a, a, a nice uh, four-game winning streak. Great series against the Texas Rangers. Uh, Orioles sweeping the, the Texas Rangers. The, the offense was back in full force. Uh, they had a, a, a good little streak there of, of quality starts. It ended last night. but uh, picked, up, picked up another win. Yeah, I love that gif, by the way, that you uh, tweeted. <laughs> great. That's we great keep it going. Keep well, the going. other one I like is our kids are obsessed with Major League, and so when Tanaka does, does the things with his, uh, let's just call him huevos below the belt to Serrano, uh, that was also one too when they started going streaking too. So a lot of major league references from your boy on the old Twitter. I love it. Twitter machine. I love it. I'm all I'm all about it. So uh, Orioles are playing some good baseball right now, and they're still three games below 500. But currently, looking at the standings, they're three and a half games back of a wild card spot. And everybody is talking about uh, the Orioles rebuilding, the Orioles selling, the Orioles shipping off pieces uh, to add prospects we've we've seen the rumors and you know we've <laughs> not only do you see the trade rumors but then you see the quotes of the players seeing the trade rumors and and commenting on the fact that they want to keep this team assembled um after after starting the the uh, after the all-star break with a terrible series against the chicago cubs i think we're all under the impression that yeah it's time to time to tear this thing down at least disassemble some you know, movable, valuable pieces uh, to begin a rebuild. Has your opinion changed at all after a, a nice series against Texas? Well, let's go back to last, I think it was last Friday. Is your piece comes out on Fridays? Yes. 
Okay, so Fridays, by the way, listen, if you're listening now, go ahead and head over there to Masson and look at uh, Zach's great piece on Caleb Joseph. Um, but last Friday, uh, you and I have kind of been going back and forth on Twitter or on uh, test machines in different spots about this thing, what we do. We both, I think, at least reading what you read wrote last week, were in agreement that it's time to stand pat. Don't do anything. Don't make some crazy big trade at the deadline. At least that, that's what it, what it sounded like from, from reading your piece, Zach, last week. And that's something that I've been preaching that. Number one, we really don't have, outside of Zach and, uh, not you, Zach, but Zach Britton right. and um, Brock, I guess. And if you want to throw in Machado, you can. I just It just doesn't make any sense to me to rush that situation on, on, on many levels. One, I still think he's probably gone. I don't think it is anything to do with the Orioles. I know everybody's blaming the Orioles. Last time I checked, the Orioles have re-signed everybody of late that they've kind of that people thought they wouldn't re-sign outside for, of Nick Markakis, which, better, was, which was just a big debacle. Yeah, for better for worse, exactly. If they could get rid of Chris's contract tonight, they would. They can't. Um, so let's just start there. So uh, you can beat up on the owner all you want. Some people say I defend the owner. I don't really defend him. I just think that sometimes he takes a lot of. Um, I feel like there's some shrapnel head Easy his way. target, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, they've gone out and spent the money. He's he's basically gone with between Adam and Chris, doubled up on the highest paid contracts he's given out in Orioles history the last couple of times. And listen, I'm not ready to pat him on the back and say, great job, owner. You have billions of dollars and you know, good for you. But on the other hand, you can't crush him all the time and say he doesn't resign people. So the Manny situation, I'm going to start with and say, wait with Manny. Why not put together some things? Let's figure out who's actually making these deals, too. That's another thing that I would like to know as well, as much as we joke about Dan. Somebody's not going to be here after 18, and you and I have a pretty good idea who we think it is. Um, but that—that's you know that—that that is what it is. So who's making these deals? So basically, in a long way, question, Zach, I'm still standing pat. If you can get some serious prospects for Zach Britton, if a guy like Bueller, one of the draft pick that the Orioles should have drafted a couple of years ago, it is presented by the Dodgers to the Orioles. Uh, Walker Bueller, look him up. He's about to just help the Dodgers. So I don't think have lost since i don't know april um he's about to come join their rotation if you can get somebody like him with a couple guys for zach go ahead and do it if the astros who i heard last night are interested in zach Britton now and maybe it heats up this weekend uh no pun intended and somehow bregman or or martez their pitcher comes out of the way and you can get that for zach do it zach's not going to resign here um for the money that he's going to probably command based on his numbers as a closer that that's that's one guy that won't resign i just have a feeling mr Randall's isn't going to do that so if it's zach okay if it's kim you know what i love kim but he never plays and the funniest thing i saw zach this week was buck saying and you know i love buck but buck saying i think kim's starting to be affected the fact that he's not playing a lot <laughs> you think you think he's getting affected a little bit skip that he that he's not playing uh. a lot i think that's it so that, I guess my point is that would be standing pat in my opinion. I understand getting rid of Zach would, would not be, but really I didn't anticipate having Zach for most of this year anyways once the injury text I got from you way back when this whole thing started. Um, I think they have enough people in the bullpen to go out and do it. If you want to move Brock, that's fine too. I really think Givens could you know handle it. I still don't think this team is a playoff team, Zach, if that's what you're kind of getting at. I still think that this team might make a run at 500. Um, as they usually do, even in their quote-unquote down years under Buck. So in a long route question, Zach, I want to stand pat. I'm not ready to move that many people, and I think this team is just going to be who they are the rest of the second half. Um, and and I completely agree, and, and I think a lot of people seem to think that, uh, that, that Zach Britton, moving Zach Britton is going to be the piece that helps to, uh, to turn the Orioles into the team they are now. 
uh, into... We overvalue our players. Yeah, fans in, too. incredibly. It's out of, out of control. And, and keep in mind, I mean, I watched Zach Britton pitch last night, and I know he's got a 2 8 one <laughs> ERA, and I, and I know that he was the best closer, you know, arguably ever last season. But he gave up two earned runs on two hits in an inning last night, and he walked a guy who didn't strike out any. Um, his Hasn't value is high. His, his value yeah. is high, okay? But it is not as high as it was this time a year ago, and it's not as high as it might be uh, a little bit later on. So uh, moving a closer is not going to be that piece that propels the Orioles, and it's certainly not going to be a piece that propels the Orioles you know, in a year or two years. If you want to get into this thing, if you if that's the path that you want to go, it's going to be a long and painful one. And I think a lot of people are on board into into blowing this thing up, uh, but I don't think they're they're ready to commit to you know four or five miserable seasons that are going to come yeah. uh, with with following that plan through. So just try to try to keep that in mind too. Um, no, I'm so happy you brought that up real quick, Zach. On that, I think it's brilliant because. Everybody wants the or it's so funny because this fan base now has been spoiled. I'll say it. I'm not saying you're the Ravens fan base yet, but you're getting there and you're getting to the point where it's like, well, man, we can't win. Let's blow everything up. Oh, let's keep it together. You know, like it's it's a full blown Disney roller coaster ride every single time now with these fan base. And first of all, it's great because people care. That's my thing. You got people that care, but you have to understand, like Zach said. You want to tear it down? You want to start over? Well, that ballpark, you think that, that ballpark's empty with Red Sox fans, then what's going to happen when yeah. you know, you're trotting out your Tanner Scotts and your, you know, your Hunter Harveys and then some of these other prospects that you got? I get it. They come up faster now, Zach, but no, this team is worth they're at. They're going to grind for the next couple of years, at least through 18. And then at that point, maybe you become the last rose. Maybe you start doing something. But the question is, Zach, you have to draft correctly. You have to actually... Use your international signing instead of just giving it away. Right. Um, some of the other things that have happened within this organization. So if this organization is not willing to do that to make a physiolog or a, you know, a change in regards to the culture and how they run things from that side of it, Zach, I don't think that we can really quote unquote ever blow it up. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree there. Uh, well, and if they are gonna going to ignore international uh, the international market then it's going to take even longer for them to to complete this rebuild. So that's that's one thing I want to caution you on, uh, to say that, yes, uh, Orioles fans overvalue their players uh, and that this is going to be a, a long and painful process. You know, And that's not just limited to uh, Zach Britton. I, I know a lot of people want to move Manny Machado. Manny Machado is hitting two thirty seven right now. He's, he, he went 0 for 4 last night. He is... A, a much better player than his slash line indicates this year. I think everybody's in agreement. Everybody's waiting for him to break out. But how high do you think the value is of a guy who is hitting 237? It's not real high. Uh, I think he's an MVP caliber player. Do you really want yep. to sell a guy right now who uh, is is hitting 237 and who could win an, an MVP next year? I, I don't think you do. I don't think that's that's a a, a real great move. Um, you know, so keep that. What about mind. guys like Mancini, Scope, like some of these other names that are being brought up? I don't believe anybody's untouchable. I hate when people say that nobody's untouchable, and any deal could be. But they have to at least be. I would put Scope, Mancini at this point, and I guess Bundy in that you're going to have to blow them away with a deal. And you're if you if you want to rebuild, you got to read a rebuild around somebody that guy was adam jones before uh when when the orioles did this and and that worked out pretty good for them you start moving scope and and then you're suddenly looking for that centerpiece that guy that is going to be 
the the player that you build around. So I mean, I you you could move Scope. He's been their best player this year, um, and could be one of their best players for years to come. You you have to have something to rebuild around. So I agree with you. They get blown away if if somebody offers them a, a package that is is just stupid for them to turn down. Then yeah. Uh, Mancini, I, I know he's had a, an absolutely fantastic season. I'm looking at a slash line right now and, it, and it's amazing. Um, I, I just, I need to see a little bit more to believe that that's going to continue, uh, you know, for, for years to come. This sort of, sort of came out of nowhere for me. Um, I, I would not be opposed to trading a guy like Mancini. I think there's less risk for the, on the Orioles part, uh, for selling high than there would be for selling a guy like Jonathan Scope right now. Um, I'd much rather build around uh, Jonathan Scope than a, yes. than a corner outfielder that is hitting well. Small sample size, too, with, with Vancini. And this goes right back to the point we just started with, with this whole overvaluing. Maybe we think Vancini's silly because we see him every day, but what do other clubs think about him as right. well? And this goes back to what the Orioles have done for years. I'll go back even to the Melvin Mora days when they gave Melvin Mora a four-year deal after and i love melvin melvin's a great dude and just a great family man and all the things that he's had to deal with but they gave him a big contract they gave jabe gibbons a big contract after one year i don't want to do those kind of deals i'm not comparing mancini to that but like you i want to see a little bit more maybe over 162 maybe over a couple season as opposed to um you know just a nice breakout season where he's got a lot of at bats um i think the big contract that's going to kill us and i said this from the day that it was signed i i i do like chris davis i don't hate chris davis but that deal is going to hamstring the, the organization for, for years to come for two reasons. One, the money alone, you know, it starts no matter what, every year you start looking at your payroll and he's taking up a big chunk of it. Number two, Mr. Angelos does not like getting burned on big deals. And if he feels like he's not getting the production from Chris, what makes him think he's going to double it to give it to Manny? Yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, I understand that, and that's a contract. But that if you're able to yeah. move, um, move it. But again, who's who There's is talk of going that. to be willing to pick it up? Well, uh, here's the thing on that. The small chatter about that is if they could move Chris, the problem is they'd actually have to move Chris with a couple of our own prospects just and, to get from underneath that yeah, deal. And and, and, and to me, it's not, not worth, worth it. it. Yeah. No. All of these reasons, and I I've seen people say. The Orioles need to move out Kevin Gossman. It's never going to happen. Here. <laughs> who? No. Who wants Kevin Gossman? I mean, who who is going to give you a a piece to build around for Kevin Gossman? Uh, find find me a buyer. That's what I want to know. Find me. Uh, the Cubs will take him. Find me a buyer. Yeah. <laughs> so he pitches in the minor leagues for the Cubs. Your strongest but pieces. The Orioles' strongest pieces are are going to be Brad Brock and and Zach Britton. And I think Zach Britton's yep. value isn't as high as it as it should be. Um, so again, that's why uh, a week later, I think that unless somebody totally blows you away, you, you keep riding this thing out and, and the Orioles are three and a half games back. I think we're both in agreement that they're, they're not a playoff team this year, Jab. Um, but I think that they should keep most of this team assembled, uh, unless somebody just absolutely blows you away with an offer and, and take it from, you know the off season, uh, start making yeah, well, in the off season. Yeah. And here, here's my thing is we kind of wrap, wrap up this whole little, little bow here on a Friday. What, what's, what's the problem with actually just going out as this team is still assembled together and say you move Zach maybe, or say you don't, and you go into next season with all the things that are hanging over your head in 18 and you actually go for a run, go make a run with this exact 
team. You add Mancini with more at-bats next year. You, I think Trumbo's been perfect for what he's had to do for this team. I think Trumbo is one of the more underrated signings of the offseason, to be honest with you. But, and so I'm going to give Dan credit there. Um, Castillo's up to him if he wants to come back. I don't think you have to. That's another guy I would consider moving just because of the way it works next year. He can pick, it, pick up his own option if he wants to. Um, with the Orioles. I think Joseph's been fine. And from what I'm seeing from Cisco, it looks like maybe he'd be ready to at least be the backup to Joseph next year. And I'd have no problem with that. Um, but why not make a run, Zach, next year? This team has ran into a lot of things. I hate using injuries as a factor because it happens everywhere. And Buck will never do that either. But this team's had some, some bad injuries at the beginning of the year. And this team's had some of the worst, historically worst starting pitching, even worse for the Orioles. When you see six next to an ERA for a staff, that is out of flipping control. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about it, what, a couple weeks ago, Zach, you said that this team was the same, it had to be almost maybe a month ago now, but this team was almost around the same ERA as the team from last year, but the problem was the hitting. Well, I think that pitching has now got to the point where it's, we've had a real bit of a, of a downfall there. And yes, they've got some nice starts the last couple of days here against the Texas Rangers, but let's see what happens now. You measure up against probably the second best team, if not the best team in baseball in the Astros this weekend, going through that murder's row lineup who will not stop. That's not a team that's going to stop hitting. They're going to continue. They don't care who's on the bump. They're going to come out and continue to hit. Looked like the Rangers to me were dead, a lot of errors. Um, I think that's a team who could be moving a lot of pieces after this thing. So maybe the Orioles put another team to bed. I think the Orioles this weekend could be – this is a huge measuring stick in that just, just to see – what you're willing to do, what you're willing to do against one of the better baseball teams in the um, Major League Baseball. And if the Orioles can take two with three, Zach, then maybe, you know, they continue to run and then they go on. They still got a huge West Coast trip coming ahead of them. They played so poorly on the road, and I just don't think the starting pitch is going to hold up. So I guess in the end, Zach, to answer your question at the beginning of this thing, I think they still stand pat. They grind out it, grind it out, try to get to that, you know, try to make it at least a nice sweat for a wild card um, spot at the end of this year here pack it in in the offseason, maybe make a couple tweaks here and there, maybe go out and get a starting pitcher in the um, offseason market, Zach. I know that's a weird concept. Hmm. Um, and maybe somebody from the organization um, within the, the minor league system comes up and helps them out. But I just think that there's just no reason to completely do a full-blown uh, blow-up. I think a lot of fans will say, let's do the blow-up, and they really have no idea what they're talking about. Yep, yep, I'm with you. And you're three and a half back, so try to enjoy the rest of the season. <laughs> And think about the teams you have to jump to. Are we better than some of the teams that are ahead of us, Zach? Uh, I mean, let's, look, we, let's look at the wild card standings here. Let's look yeah. at the wild card. Well, I'll start with the race. I know they're in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. We're not uh, better than the race. We're not. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, Rays and Yankees. I mean, I, again, I went into the season Yankees thinking the Yankees are regressing. Are, yeah. Are, yeah. And we're, we're seeing it. How's Aaron Judge? Tampa is Tampa's yeah. better than the Yankees. In my opinion, Tampa is better than the Yankees. They're built better for but, the long haul. I mean, all right. Let, so let's do it this way. At the beginning yeah. of the year, would you have said that the Orioles were a better team than the Angels? Yes. Definitely. How about the Mariners? Yes. No, but, well, yes, but I had the Mariners, I think, in the ALCS. I kind of botched that. How about the Royals? I thought the Orioles were better than the Royals. Yes. Yep. I thought the Royals were going to be terrible. Me too. How about the Twins? I thought the Twins would push, but no, Orioles better than Twins. Okay. Those teams are ahead of them in the wild card. The two current wild mm. cards are the Rays and the Yankees, and I think the Orioles are at least better than one of those teams, I would have said, at the beginning yeah. of the year. Probably, Yankees. probably, Yeah. Or, I mean, I know the Rays are playing well too, but I, 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 at the beginning of the year, I would have told you the Orioles yeah. were a better team than the Rays. 
So well, we both had the Orioles in the playoffs, I think. We in did the, in the previous. Yeah, well, I had them. Yeah. I had them as a wild card. So uh, you yeah, know, is it is it totally? I mean, knowing what we know about how this season has played out, I think our uh, our opinions have changed. But keep in mind what this team has done. They haven't been able to put all aspects of it together for a long stretch, right? I mean, they started the year winning games without scoring a ton of runs, having really good pitching. I, I know that's yep. crazy, but that actually did happen. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they've they've won some games by absolutely mashing. Uh, their their bullpen has been inconsistent, but has been good for stretches. They just haven't put it together uh-huh. the, the entire time. I, I don't know that this team is good enough to do that, but... I also don't think that selling low uh, and and risking that is is worth um, you know a, a rebuild at this point. So yeah, and you know me, I'm no big numbers guy like you are. Thank God we have you on this show to bring sanity. But just take a look at the Orioles' run differential. Just take a look at it. Before last night's game, I think they were minus 73. That's after three like two straight blowouts. That's where they got it to to minus 73. I'm not big on those kind of things, but take a look at the Astros, take a look at the Dodgers, take a look at some of the teams that you, you just spoke of, and take a look at their run differential, and tell me how the Orioles are going to all of a sudden jump all these teams. I agree with you that the I think the Angels have played way above to give your point social some Basically played almost the whole year without Trout. Um, the rest of that lineup, I don't know how they're doing it. Um, but I'm with you. I think the Yankees regress. I think the Twins are basically going to be the Twins. I think in a couple of years, the Twins will be really good because they got some young guys and they got some pitching, but Right now, the only team that I would say, and I'm kind of not rooting for them, but I'm kind of on board because they're basically kind of like the Orioles of, uh, of South Florida um, in that uh, in Tampa Bay, man, except for the good pitching. Um, they, they, they mash. Um, they go through stretches where they don't score a lot of runs, but when they do, they score them in bunches, and they basically are – they got an ace in, in Chris Archer. And the funny thing is they could move Chris Archer, Zach, and get all these prospects back and everything, and they could still probably be around the same spot. Uh, yeah, that's true. And uh, which is and, crazy. And I will be uh, in Tampa to watch the Orioles play the uh, race coming up. So I, I'll give you a full nice. Cowbells for everybody. <laughs> you don't oh. take Miss Wilt to that. She does not like that. Uh, she's she's going. It's fine. <laughs> she's going. All right. Good. All right. Um, Cowbells for everybody. So now, good trip for uh, G G Money. As, as we're getting out of here real quick, you had a good trip. Now, you want to tell everybody about what, what your father's decided in, in regards to the NFL is, is the NFL is approaching, Zach, in less than 10 days. That's the, oh, my gosh. Don't even say that. Isn't that crazy? Uh, well, <laughs> I feel like we need to get him on to talk about it. But I he, know. He has uh, – so well, – I know a lot of I our listeners. I started the trend. Let me – let me, you did. Yeah, you, you greatly influenced this. <laughs> so let me take a step back. Uh, there was a time, uh, a, a large – part of my life uh where baltimore did not have a football team jab get out of here people don't remember that around uh, around these parts but they did not have a football team um so i was raised a miami dolphins fan because that was the team uh that that my dad uh picked to root for when the colts left town uh couldn't root for the redskins Absolutely despised them and and uh, was rooted for the Miami Dolphins. So I became a big Dan Marino fan. Uh, had my had my heart broken many times watching them lose in playoff yeah. games. Uh, but that was yeah. the team. I, I, there are some pictures of of myself and my dad in Miami Dolphins gear um, from from the early days. Ravens come to town and uh, and we you know decide to of course root for the hometown team. Um, yeah. Not going to get two championships in like twenty years. Good for them. Right. 
Uh, not going to dive too much into it, but the team has done some things uh, to to frustrate uh, myself and uh, and my dad over the years. And uh, it, I, I still consider myself a Ravens fan, but have done some things that have made it uh, hard to root for that team. So my dad decided to hold a jab-like decision, LeBron-like decision. <laughs> He's on, taking his talents to where? Uh, to South Beach. He's going back to uh, the <laughs> Miami go. Dolphins. So there were a few Not teams one. that were in the running. Not two. <laughs> but uh, there, were, there were a few teams that were in the running, but ultimately it went back to the Miami Dolphins. So that'll be the team that I he was for this year. So. I think I voted for on his poll. Um, I think I voted for Tamper. For some reason, because I thought like if if you ever migrate south to that area, maybe you'd be closer to Tamper. But I can understand the heart wants what the heart wants, as I've always said. Uh, I'm still having you know anxiety just figuring out the fact that I've actually I'm not rooting for the Chargers this year and that I don't care about anything they're doing. And, and <laughs> you know I'm only one year removed. It is difficult. It's like breaking up with some chick that you dated for a really really long time. But I feel like my chick's hotter now in the in the in the Titans. I feel like she's going to be nicer to me and she's probably not going to leave for another city. So I'm uh, I'm happy with my decision. I know your dad's very happy with his decision, and I'm looking for the tightest shirts that I can find to send them down to him to make him put them up on his Instagram. <laughs> well, it's uh, which is creepy to... to him. I know that, but uh, he's the, he's a big dreamboat, and so he needs some like tight, like uh, you know, just like one of the dolphins, like one of those old navy shirts, like a nice medium. <laughs> he's gonna have to get that stuff while he's down here because I think it's a little bit harder. He, he had you a, think it's uh, harder? He had a difficult time finding a. Uh, a a dolphin's hat that he really loved while he was up there. So we'll have to do some. Well, he could go through the. Uh, he could go through the portal on Baltimore Sports Report and go on through Amazon and, <laughs> and get true. it that way. Could do that. Right? Could do that. That's pretty good. Option. Ramazon. So uh, love it. All right, Jabby Burns. Well, uh, have a fantastic weekend. Um, bring your glove tonight. Be careful, yes. and we'll look for you on the uh, on the camera feeds if, if you're if you're sitting that close. Send some pictures. All right. I will, and you know I'm, I'll flood your Instagram with pictures, and I apologize to people out there already, but it uh, should be a fun night tonight. You have fun working in just perfect conditions down there in um, southwest Florida, and um, hopefully, like I said, we uh, we get to reunite soon and, and, and um, get to kind of do some more shows as we're getting closer to uh, the dog days of summer. I'll be heading to the West Coast next Friday, but that doesn't mean we can't do shows. I love doing shows from the Mission Beach Boardwalk, so hopefully we can continue that. And then maybe one of these days... We'll get Mr. G Unit on the program, yes, and, and we'll he can kind of give us the backstory of, of why he's become said Dolphins fan. Yes, absolutely. A lot of run, a lot of run. Absolutely. So, cool. All right, Jabby Burns, always good talking to you, my friend. You too, my friend. For Jab, I am Zach. Thanks for listening to Baltimore Sports today. Have a great Friday, and we'll talk to you again soon.